0: Hi, Hani. First, I just want to say how amazing your podcast is. I love
1: listening to it. You know, when I need to relax, when I need to clean up and I just want to hear something informative and something gripping and your podcast is just amazing. It's so amazing to get that much knowledge from a bunch of different guests to hear different people's point of views on different things. I just listened to the podcast with Judy Ribner about home breathing, and it was so interesting and so informative and enlightening and things I never thought about. Um, And I'm just wondering, because I heard your episode about giving birth, um, your last birth was in a hospital. I was just wondering if you, yourself, if you had any more kids, if you would think about having a home birth. Because I know you're a nurse and you work in the hospital, you're in the medical system. Um, Yeah, thank you so much. Giving birth is one of the most significant events of your life. Sadly, the joy that you should feel can often be replaced with anxiety and helplessness instead. As a labor and delivery nurse, I'm revealing insider information to educate you, reassure you, and decrease your fear. In this podcast, you'll hear empowering birth stories and experts weigh in on a range of topics. Being Jewish also has me exploring Judaism's influence on the reproductive experience. However, I speak to anyone wishing to navigate their journey with more joy and confidence. I'm your host, Hani Fingerer, and you're listening to the Happy Birthway Podcast episode 56 here we are episode 56 of the happy birthday podcast is going to start an entirely new format and trend that is going to be in addition to what the happy birthday podcast has been until now one of the things that really was a downside for me to podcasting even though i love it so much was the fact that it's so much less interactive than social media. I love getting your messages, your comments, your feedback on Instagram, and it allows me to provide to you what you want. And I just love hearing different perspectives and different opinions, and I do know that not all of you, probably many of you, are not on social media. And so I am so excited to give you this opportunity to be able to interact with me in this way, Leave a voicemail with your questions, with your comments, with your opinions, if they differ from what I am talking about, or if you have anything to add to any of the previous episodes that you listened to, I welcome that feedback. So if you have anything on your mind, then call 203-759-8639, 203 203- I'm also going to put that number in the episode show notes. I wish there can be like a link that you can click on because we're so used to that. And this is not a very memorizable number. I do know that, but this is what I got here for you. So call that number and leave me a voicemail. I love receiving emails too. You can email me, Hani at yoladidacademy.com. That's C-H-A-N-I-E. However, if you leave me voicemail, it's much more likely to be answered here. And I will tell you something that I tell my patients all the time. No question is a stupid question. Do not hesitate to ask your question. Don't be self-conscious and worry that it might be a stupid question. If it is, I just won't include it. (laughs) But I don't think any question is a stupid question and I'm going to really try to answer as many of your questions as I can and I chose to take a pretty controversial question and put it here for the first episode of this kind because I love controversy. It leads to conversation and perspective-giving two quick things that I want to put on your radar before I answer this question. And the first one is the fact that I am now open for ad roll spots. If you are a baby-based business or a parent-based business or a business that caters to the female audience, and even more so that caters to the Jewish community, then I, highly encourage you to email me, Hani at yoladidacademy.com. That's C-H-A-N-I-E at yoladidacademy.com. If you would like to explore advertising on a podcast, to be more specific on this podcast, don't put all your eggs in the one basket of advertising on social media, especially during this time when many Jewish women have chosen to give up their social media. Podcasting is the future of a huge booming I mean it is already a huge booming advertising industry but in the Jewish world it's only starting to pick up now and in six months from now it is going to be tremendous so grab this opportunity because rates are going to climb and right now my podcast advertising rates are super accessible super affordable so try it you are not going to have a lot to lose. It's cheaper than advertising on social media. And actually, research has shown that podcast advertising is extraordinarily effective in bringing new customers. So no pressure. But if you are exploring the benefits of advertising on a podcast, shoot me an email and I will give you a whole bunch of information about that. And then you can decide for yourself. Secondly, what I wanted to tell you is is I still have one more podcast that I wanted to introduce to you that I have not yet because, yes, I know I skipped a few weeks. I think maybe it was just one or two weeks. I lost count. It's really a busy season. You know, you think you're going to send your kids to school. You think that there's a break between uh, school starting and all of the Chagim, but I don't know about you. I am so busy. I guess I just left a lot of tasks and stuff to do for after the kids started school. And now I'm kind of like just overwhelmed. And so I had to choose my family and other priorities over putting out a podcast episode. However, here I am now. So Jordana, who is a Jewish woman who hosts the Drink It In podcast. Isn't that an awesome name, Drink It In? She is an educator, and you can tell. I have to tell you, the other podcasts that I have brought to your awareness were all podcasts that I had known about before. Um, One or two of them started after mine, but I had you know, found them and listened to them. I don't know how. I don't know how. I never discovered Jordana's podcast, Drink It In, before this, and it's proof of the fact that Just because you listen to podcasts doesn't mean that you'll know all of the Jewish podcasts out there. Jordana is an educator and teacher, and I started listening to her podcast, and you can tell. She brings so much inspiration, just real-life people inspiration. She's an interviewer par excellence, and when you're just wanting some spiritual inspiration, her podcast is so easy to listen to, It is uplifting. It's not heavy. And so I highly, highly recommend her podcast to you if you're looking for beautiful inspiration. It's called the Drink It In podcast. I'm going to add her trailer in here right now and go into my episode show notes for this episode and click on the link to listen to her podcast.
0: hi my name is jordana and welcome
1: to drink it in the podcast i am an experienced educator with an engaging and entertaining way of interacting with others i spent years working on providing thoughts that translate into inspiration i have one very simple goal get you inspired this podcast is my latest endeavor as we discuss all kinds of interesting topics covering all genres Come ride with us on the Drink It In podcast. What are you waiting for? Grab a glass, a cup of coffee, and let's get to it. Available everywhere podcasts are. Check out even more at maverickpodcasting.com. Okay, time to get to the juicy stuff. Would I myself, as a labor and delivery nurse working in a hospital, have a home birth? Before I get into any specifics about myself... I want to talk about a theme in this question that I see very frequently in questions that patients ask that are on a variety, any topic. And that is, is when you are faced with making a certain decision in healthcare, it can be very overwhelming and it can feel very heavy to have to make decisions about your health care. And take responsibility for them, right? Sometimes you just want someone else to make a decision for you because there's no perfect decision to make. There are going to be risks inherent in everything, whether you choose an intervention or you choose not to have an intervention. There are always going to be downsides to it. And like I've emphasized so many times over, it's really important to choose a provider that has a care philosophy of shared decision making where they explain to you your options, the risks and benefits, and allow you to make an informed decision. But it can be really overwhelming, and sometimes you just want an expert to tell you what to do. And experts they are OBGYNs, midwives, nurses, they're experts in this topic of obstetrics, of maternal care, of prenatal care, of newborn care, they are experts. Pediatricians too, they're experts in newborn care, in babies and children. However, you must remember that they are not experts in everything. They're not experts in your life setup, in your finances, in your goals, in your values, in your upbringing, in your philosophies, in your experiences in life, in your emotional state, in all of your responsibilities of life. They are not experts in that. You are the expert. And these considerations cannot be taken out of the equation. They are vital components to an equation when making a decision about your health care. So the default that I see sometimes patients resort to when they are faced with the huge responsibility of making a decision is that they will ask their care provider, well, what would you do if it were you or if it were your wife or if it were your mother or sister? What would you do yourself? But you have to remember that every single person is different. And has different goals and wants different things out of their birth. And I'm going to go through the process that I would use to make the decision for myself about where I would give birth to give you examples of why every single person's life setup is different and why it's important for the patient to be involved in making decisions for themselves and taking responsibility. And it's not always something wrong to do. If you really feel like you trust your provider implicitly, then if it makes you feel better to just ask your provider to make the decision for you, by all means, go ahead. But that shouldn't be every single decision that you're making. You have to think for yourself and you have to believe in yourself and trust your gut and your intuition. And if something feels wrong then trust yourself in making the best decision for you, even if you face judgment. The judgment can come from a provider telling you that they strongly believe in something, but you have this hunch and you have this feeling that it might not be the right thing for you. The judgment can come from your own self, judging yourself and thinking like, why do you want something that is maybe you know, off the beaten path, the judgment can come from those around you, family, friends who don't understand things. And the judgment can come from hospital staff, which unfortunately I see a lot. And the reason why I'm choosing this question and choosing to talk you through how somebody's life circumstances can impact the ultimate decision that they're going to make for themselves is because I want to Reinforce to every one of you who are listening that you are capable of making decisions for yourself. Listen, listen to your healthcare providers, to the information that they have to offer. Ask them questions if you feel like there are gaps in the information. Learn from other sources like credible books, like podcasts and then listen to yourself ultimately and trust yourself to make the decision that you feel is right for you so let's go through my own personal life circumstances set up and how that would influence where i would choose to give birth Let me start right off the bat that I work in a hospital. I have actually not attended a home birth, but I have researched and learned a lot about them. And I believe, you know, as I talked about before, I believe in the safety of it for the right candidate. So for me personally, okay, I would have to, first of all, have a good setup at home that would enable me to be able to give birth in the best way possible. And I have other kids and I am pretty vocal during labor. Let's put it that way. And so, you know, I I would want a safe space where I wouldn't feel like I have to be quiet because I don't want my other kids to become afraid um, or like that they'd be knocking on the door and asking for things. I would want to be in labor undisturbed. So that would be like right off the bat, the first reason why I myself personally would choose not to give birth at home. And mind you, the insulation soundproofing in my house is absolutely terrible. Um, Thankfully, I have a large enough space area that I um, would be able to use for a birth because you do need to have some space in your home as well. And thankfully, I am healthy and I would probably meet criteria for being a safe candidate for home birth. I, you know, I I, if if listen, every pregnancy is different, but given my past, if my pregnancy were similar, then I wouldn't have risk factors, um, you know, complications that might have an increased chance of requiring hospital interventions. I live near a hospital should transfer become necessary And um, truth be told, I don't even know of any home birth midwives in my area. So that would be another challenge, right? Figuring out, like, are there home birth providers in my area if I were even to explore something like that? And are they qualified? And are they well connected with the medical community should transfer become necessary? These are all factors that would, uh, you know, come into the equation of myself choosing that. Now let's get to the fact that what's my profession? What do I do? I work in a hospital on a lovely unit and I love my coworkers so much and I trust them and I work with phenomenal doctors and midwives that I would trust as well. So if I were to get pregnant again, I would probably wanna give birth like with my friends and with the providers that I trust because I would feel really well taken care of and really safe. And feeling safe is so important to have the most effective labor and birth. If you don't feel safe, you feel stressed out. And your body actually releases stress hormones that have a negative impact on your labor. They can stall your labor. You know, labor is such a a cocktail of hormones that your body is releasing in order for it to work Well, it's like a choreography of hormones, and too much stress hormone in your body is going to interfere. And so, safety is of paramount importance when somebody chooses where they're giving birth the feeling, the personal feeling of safety that they have. There are people that have had a terrible, terrible, terrible experience giving birth in a hospital, and they don't feel safe walking into a hospital because of past trauma. And so, For them, giving birth in their own space, feeling that power, feeling that sense of greater control, feeling that respect, feeling that they have people, you know, uh, professionals attending their birth that are completely solely dedicated to them. They're not running to other patients. They're not on some, you know, timer where at a certain point it's like, we got to start Pitocin or we got to get you into a C-section. We got to get this delivered then for someone like that, then it is a better decision for them to give birth at home. But thankfully for someone like me, I would feel very safe on my unit and for other people, they would feel extremely unsafe giving birth at home, even if technically they were like the healthiest person in the world. And they were like one of the 1% of people that feels pain on a smaller level. So they wouldn't even like need an epidural, you know, or maybe they don't even want an epidural, but they feel safer being in the hospital. And for someone like that, then they should not be giving birth at home. So, that's, like, another factor that I think is, like, one of the most important things, actually. Safety can impact so much. Not only that, but it can have a long-term effect of, like, just emotionally how someone experienced their birth, how they recover after that, how their postpartum course goes. And we know that birth trauma very, very, very has a very big influence on perinatal mental health. Um, postpartum mental health. So that would be another factor, and thankfully, like I said, I would feel really safe and really just um, supported giving birth in the hospital on my unit. And I also have a lot of knowledge, thankfully, so I would feel comfortable making decisions about my healthcare. I also have very um, cemented, uh, you know, opinions and and visions of how I would want my birth to go and what I would choose. And I've seen a huge difference between my first three births and my fourth birth where I actually, you know, I knew more and how my decisions for my care changed slightly from the first three births that I had. And if you haven't listened to that fourth home birth, uh, not home birth, if you haven't listened to that fourth uh, birth story of mine, it's episode 50. So go listen to it. Another thing that would influence someone's decision as to where they give birth is finances, (laughs) insurance. It has a huge, huge, huge influence because many insurances will not cover home birth. And that will play a major factor into where somebody chooses to give birth. And this extends far beyond just home birth. This extends to what provider someone chooses, what hospital someone chooses to give birth. And it's a shame because it can really limit someone's choices. You know, we talk a lot about how, well, if you don't like your provider, then just change. But there are limitations that someone might have. Location, uh, finances, health insurance, things like that. So... It's easy to just tell someone, oh, go go switch if you don't like your provider, but it's not always so simple. And that's why it's so important to also know how to advocate for yourself and to have the independent knowledge that you need. Having a fussy, non-stop crying baby can take all the joy out of motherhood. Is it gas? Is it constipation? Is it colic? It's hard to know, but there is a solution for all of those. Happy Tummy is a waistband that comes with an herbal pouch. When you microwave the pouch and apply the waistband to your fussy baby, your baby is instantly soothed. That's thanks to natural formulation of herbs, including flaxseed, chamomile, lemongrass, peppermint, spearmint, and lavender. Happy Tummy is all natural, no drugs or drops. And not only does it quickly soothe your baby, but it smells terrific. Happy Tummy also has adult-sized waistbands, which mothers love for cramps, stomach aches, and back aches. Use my code Happy Birthway for 10% off your whole order on HappyTummy.com. That's H-A-P-P-I-T-U-M-M-I.com. Code Happy for 10% off. If you have been struggling with nausea and vomiting from your pregnancy, Emoterm might be the answer for you. Emoterm is a safe and effective anti-nausea wristband that prevents and relieves nausea and vomiting induced by pregnancy or motion, such as car and boat rides. It releases a low-frequency pulse that travels through the body's nervous system to the part of the brain which controls the stomach. This interrupts the nausea signal pathways. Emoterm is FDA-cleared and designed to put you in control when you need drug-free therapy with no worries about potential side effects. Users can choose from five levels of intensity to achieve the best effect. The unique wristband design holds the device in place and makes it easy to put on and take off. It is FSA and HSA eligible, comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and a one-year warranty. Go to emmaterm.com, that's E-M-E-T-E-R-M.com, and use code Birthway for 20% off of your purchase. You can find the link in the episode show notes. So in closing, I hope that I was able to show you how everyone's life is different, and so everyone's decision is going to be different, and I hope I gave you the perspective that firstly, if you have a provider that's pressuring you into something and that you feel tremendously judged you know for making a different decision, then listen to yourself. Maybe do change providers if you have the ability to do so, and if not, then just stay strong. Don't feel the need to defend your decision to anyone. And if you gain new information, it might change your decision, even with all the life circumstances and everything that you took into consideration. And this extends not just to your healthcare provider, but obviously it extends to the people around you, your family, your friends who may be telling you you're crazy for doing something. You know, someone may be telling you you're crazy for using midwives or you're crazy for planning a home birth or you're crazy for going to the hospital. I had five beautiful home births and they were amazing. And stay true to yourself and remember that nobody but you is an expert in you. And if you're pregnant for the first time, or not even pregnant yet, but a pregnant hopeful, one day sooner or later, know that this is just the beginning of parenting. There are going to be so many opinions that you are going to encounter from so many people, and many of them will make you second-guess yourself. Listen, listen to what people have to say with an open mind if they have something new to say that you were just like, oh, I never thought about that. Do more research if that helps you. But at the end of the day, trust yourself in your ability to make decisions for yourself and your children. And those decisions are not always going to end well necessarily, but you can't know that beforehand. So you need to do your best in trusting yourself after you've done your due diligence and responsible research. And don't ever feel like you need to defend your decisions to anybody. Don't ever feel that way. You can just answer with a polite, thank you so much. We feel that this is the best decision for us. Or thank you so much. My doctor is okay with that. Or my doctor is on board. Or this is the decision that I made with my midwife. Or pediatrician or whatnot including when you're in the hospital and you may encounter you know nurses that you've never met before and you may encounter some form of judgment or some kind of exasperation because you're making choices that may be more inconvenient for the staff or what whatever it may be listen to this episode again if you need to to remind yourself of your ability to make decisions for yourself I know that it can feel really overwhelming at times. And if the decision that you're making for yourself is to ask your provider what would they do in the same circumstance, then go ahead by all means if that makes you feel good. But don't use that as the sole determinant of how you decide to go about your health care. I hope this gave you some clarity and don't forget to call me. 203 759 8639. 203 759 Yes, I do know that I sound like one of those telethon people from the 1990s, but you know, what can I do? I guess I grew up in the 90s. Sending my best to you all and hope to see you next week. Thanks for tuning into the Happy Birthday Podcast head over to your academy on instagram to continue the conversation you'll find the link in the episode show notes as well as links to any additional resources products and services mentioned here if you love listening to this show you can help it grow by sharing it with your friends and rating and reviewing it to stay in the loop when new episodes are released make sure to subscribe remember that your health needs are unique and require individualized medical advice the podcast is not a replacement, and some of the information may not be appropriate for your specific circumstances. My mission is to educate you so that you can confidently collaborate with your healthcare team. I believe that a healthy mom and healthy baby are simply not enough. We also need a happy mom with an empowering birth experience.